Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Raheem Mostert was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week last week. 115 rushing yards, three total touchdowns. Uh, man, we continue to talk about this Eagles defensive line. Do you think that the Miami Dolphins offense, which Mike McDaniel... The run guru is going to simply say, hey, we're going to try to just maybe use screens a little more often, try to just push the ball outside a little bit more often just to completely negate the defensive line. Or do you think there might be a lot of motions in the backfield where they do try to get these swing passes off where you're hoping that you can maybe tire down this group over time and then take advantage of maybe some inside runs? All of that sounds good, Jake, right? I mean, the way we've seen him <laughs> utilize emotion, the way we love to see, you know, Mike McDaniel loves to get those players out in space. I mean, 80% I think one of the, the most- plays? Something yeah, crazy like that. I think one of the most interesting things to me is you see the way the Dolphins kind of like it could be just a default handoff, you know, but instead of, you know, Tua taking it to most or he's tossing it, giving him that split second to get the ball in his hands and then just do things. And I remember listening to Mike McDaniel in an interview say that that split second right there could just throw the entire defense off. So I think they're going to use a lot of that, Jake. But I do think, you know, we can look at the matchups that came before you know, some of those teams that we played earlier in the year, and you can say, okay, they did good against, you know, the Chargers defensive line, did solid against, well, they get four sacks against against the Bills. You know, they did solid against the Giants. This is one of the better defensive lines in football. So I'm intrigued to see the way the Dolphins are going to go out there and attack it because, you know, they got Josh Sweat, they got Jordan Davis, like we mentioned, a behemoth, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, they got some playmakers. And um, I don't want to say I, I'm not a believer yet in this offensive line, but part of me is still a little hesitant to crown them, despite how awesome, you know, Kendall Lamb has looked. Isaiah Wynn when he's out there, Hunt, Jackson. This is a big-time test. And, again, Eichenberg's out there. I mean, he's ranked – I'm looking at PFF. He's ranked 38th out of 38th for centers. So uh, they must not have been buying that hype last week. I'm pretty sure, though, for the for the spin zone, the Eagles and Dolphins have surrendered the same amount of sacks this year. I think I think both Hurts and Tua have been sacked 25 times. Or, you know, quarterbacks in general, you know, know who's uh, going out there. And something to keep in mind, too, the depth on this Eagles off defensive line is just insane. And that's why I'm a little concerned that maybe the, the last part I mentioned there, just trying to tire them out with just attacking the edge over and over again might not work because uh, defensive coordinator Shane Deshai just does a great job of keeping that unit fresh, keeping different guys on the field that you can't really, you know, pick on a certain guy play after play after play. Uh, another line that the Eagles defensive coordinator had, he simply said physicality can hurt speed. He wasn't coming out and saying the generic, you know, you just press the, you know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle at the line of scrimmage and everything else solves itself. But Josh, when you think about physicality and how it can impact this Dolphins offense, how could Sunday night look different than what we might have seen against the Buffalo Bills in terms of just, hey, they were physical at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they want to play press on some of these Dolphins, uh, you know, the speedsters. And I don't know how good of a game plan that is, but we've seen them before. You know, if you can do that, if you can contain Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and then use that pass rush up front to get to Tua, it can absolutely throw this thing off. So it's in- interesting to see the way that, uh, the Eagles go out there and attack this. And it's also interesting that uh, Sean Desai, was he not, um, you know, did he not he learn underneath Vic Fangio? So, I mean, he's someone that, you know... Ha- I wonder how much the Dolphins going up against that defense every day in practice. You know, the elite ver- – I mean, if Sean Desai's defense is, what, a Charmeleon, then, you know, Vic Fangio's is the the Charizard. I, I tried. I tried so hard. To, I saw like, the know. smile come on your face when, like, the gears started going and you were about yeah. to say they're, they're going in there. There's a rat going around in there, but I don't know that anything's coming out. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, how important is it to go up against a similar defense, you know, the – tippy tippy top you know the grand creme de la creme of that defense every day in practice so um i'm intrigued by that especially to say that they're going to go up there and try to line up and just 
you know, play press against some of these guys because we've seen it before. That's uh, a recipe for disaster for opposing defenses. On top of that, man, uh, Vic Fangio spent a couple weeks last year preparing with the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Are you? Cu- I'm curious to get your thoughts. Do you think that helps the Dolphins' offense, knowing that what this defense is going to try to do, knowing that there's that Vic Fangio mindset in the background, or is it simply, dude, he's the defensive coordinator? No, duh, it helps the defense more. Yeah, well, I think uh, Vic Fangio himself said he gave them more information than he got, right? So it almost sounds like he was, you know, feeding their brain and giving them intel that maybe they're going to use against his defense this week. So um, if anything, I think it probably hurts the Dolphins, at least based on what Vic Fangio does said. Does he know that? So he knows that they know that, that Yeah, knows, I was just going to, so yeah. This, I mean, that's the Vic Fangio I thought we were hiring. <laughs> I mean, he's getting paid all that money. Let's hope he's doing some Inception type stuff. Um, But man, it's just, it's it's an awesome matchup. It's It's an awesome matchup for sure. As I start thinking about how the Dolphins can take advantage of different situations, uh, the biggest weakness for this Eagles defense is in the middle of the field. Hey, the Dolphins are pretty good at throwing the football to the middle of the field. Uh, Their linebackers are a little weak, and we mentioned it. Reed Blankenship might not be out there, which uh, hurts their secondary too. Joshua, weren't you getting hyped up about a certain wide receiver juice who always happened to be open in the middle of the field, um, specifically on third downs? Is that Braxton Barrios? Is that, that sounds like Braxton Barrios. Okay. I thought you were maybe throwing some shade at Robbie Chosen or um, you know, I'm I sure there's somebody else. I'm sure there's somebody else I got hyped about. Um, but yeah, man, I mean Braxton Barrios, I looked it up and 12 of 17 catches have gone for first uh first down, and he's just been so critical in those key situations. You mentioned him getting open in the middle of the field. It does look like they have two of the better linebackers. Well, at least uh Nicholas Moro's uh rated really good per PFF. But Zach Cunningham, we know they picked him up, I think, at the beginning of the year. He's playing you know, solid, but that's where you attack teams, right? That's where the Dolphins want to attack you in the middle of that defense or they take those shots deep. So, um, yeah, this could be that Braxton Berrios game. Maybe I was going to come on here and say maybe we see a Chase Claypool. You know, maybe uh, Mike McDaniel pulls him out of his back pocket, but um, I think I've said that for a few weeks now and it still hasn't happened. So same same with Robbie Chosen. I'm, that joke's over. I'm not even going to pretend that he's going to go out there and do anything. What were you going to say, Jake? I'm sorry. Dude, you just – I'm going to say you got me jazzed up, man, because – you say that like like Chase Claypool, like every week we're hoping, yes, but every week we say it, it gets more likely, right? He's not going to be on the practice squad or he's not going to be inactive forever. I kind of thought this would be like a Durham Smythe game. I do think that the way the Dolphins can take advantage of this game is either outside quick or over the middle quick. And that's where I think, hey, if you have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, um, Braxton Berrios, Raheem Mostert out there, maybe you can let Durham Smythe take advantage of some easy opportunities over the middle. But man, if you're saying that could be Chase Claypool instead, Sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. Let's have the Chase Claypool game. Welcome, yeah, welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Embanima Miami, right? That's what they say. I picture him in like the Wildcat, almost let's just busting out the Wildcat. But we're talking about Raheem Mostert, talking about that offense. Um, I do have written down that the Eagles defense is only allowing 3.1 yards per carry. Two running backs, which I mean, I think Raheem Mostert, I don't have it in front of me, but isn't he averaging like some ungodly like number? I think 5.7 yards per carry. Yeah, I think A-Chan's even ahead of him. A-Chan's at 12.2 yards per carry. It's, <laughs> it is, it's like, I can't even do that on Madden on easy. Like, that's like above Madden. No. It's, you it's could uh, play one verse two with two controllers and just put the one controller down and probably couldn't even do that, right? They can computer yeah, attack you before so you get... <laughs> Or you, or you just randomly run out of bounds or something. <laughs> and then I'd still just yell at Liam Eikenberg like it's his fault. Um, No, that, that, that block was his fault. I'm just thinking it. Little joke. Another Rehom Mostert stat here. 13 carries of at least 10 yards, only behind CMC for the best in the league. He's on pace to reach LaDainian Tomlinson's uh, NFL record of 33 touchdowns. 
this man belongs in the MVP conversation. I'm going to say it again. One final note I have here on the Miami Dolphins offense, Josh. How about Jeff Wilson? think he's going to have a big impact. And if he is active, how do you see he kind of finds himself um, working in this offense? Because I don't necessarily know if I see him being that like Selvan Ahmed, you can kind of line up side and then line up outside and then work back over the middle and different things like that. I could be wrong. Forgive me. Who did you say? Oh, you said Jeff Wilson. At first, I thought I missed the beginning of it, and I thought you were saying Cedric Wilson. I was like, there ain't no way you asked him about Cedric <laughs> Wilson. Yeah, I guess it would be perfect timing, right? I mean, Chris Brooks just went on injury reserve before we came on here. So, I mean, the Dolphins have oh, that space. Dude. They have that need now. So, yeah, it sucks after that um, beast mode type run. So, I could see them activating Jeff Wilson, him being on a snap count, as we've seen, I think, that's the way they're working Jalen Phillips into things. So I could absolutely see that. Um, another thing I want to mention with this offense, um, is it not going to be awesome to see Tyree Kill versus Darius Slay? I know you don't like, you know, these individual matchups. They can move around. It could be an entirely different story. But I have written down that uh, T- Tyree Kill has four games with 150 yards um, or more. And uh, six of his – he had six catches last week for 163 yards and a touchdown. I think he's the number one receiver in football right now, and he's absolutely on pace for that 2,000 yards. So Darius Slay is coming back this week. Darius Slay versus Tyree Kill. Um, that's definitely uh, an interesting battle to watch. It is the battle to watch, I think, because I think this is where Mike McDaniel might try to get his mismatches on the outside, right? Because Darius Slay right away is an absolute stud of a cornerback. You wonder if the Dolphins are going to do one of two things here. Are they going to try to isolate Slay where they can kind of move Tyreek Hill off of him, maybe line him up as the tight end or an inline blocker just to kind of open up space? Or do you take Darius Slay out of the play. Is this the day where everyone's going to be so focused on Tyree Kill? Maybe you isolate Tyree Kill on one side, you keep him over there, all of a sudden you have a track, uh, a triple stack set of Jalen Waddle. let's do it, dude, Chase Clay pull out there as a blocker, and even Braxton Berrios. I love that type of matchup when you look at this uh, secondary where you have uh, uh, Josh Job, Eli Ricks, who might have to play with Bradley Roby still being questionable. Uh, you have James Bradbury, who's been in Philly for a while, but I do think that's where Miami can start to take advantage. I'm just curious to see if they take how they try to take Slay out of the picture. Yeah, and I forgive me, I don't have the injury in front of him. What was wrong with him last week? Do you know? I'm not sure what, what kept Darius Slay out last. Oh, was it a concussion? Knee. I, I can't it was remember. a knee injury. Knee. Okay, so I mean, you're covering Tyreek Hill. I mean, that knee injury could get aggravated again. So I know, like, again, I'm talking to a bunch of Eagles fans. They're all scared to death of what our receiving core can do to their secondary. So I'm interested to see it. But absolutely, man, Bradbury versus Darius Slay. And then as we'll talk about, X and his banged up groin versus AJ Brown. But um, who do you see standing out on offense? Is there some guy that we should maybe keep an eye on that, um, you know, going into this game, we might not really expect to have that game. I guess we kind of alluded to Chase Claypool, right? That'd be our diamond in the rough. I could even see, I mean, I go back to last year against Buffalo when Salvan Ahmed kind of served as that nice change of pace back. The issue, it's not even an issue. The, the interesting thing about the Dolphins is, hey, breaking news, they're really fast. But you don't realize how deep that list goes. And I think that's why Devon Achan hit the ground running so quickly because there's another guy that's that fast when you're trying to set up your angles and your uh, cuts to make tackles. You can only do that with so many different players. So I wonder if you're going to see someone like Salvan Ahmed just kind of break something open just because all eyes are going to be headed in a different direction. It's going to be someone where I don't think it's going to be a volume type player. I don't think it's going to be, sadly, Durham Smythe catching 17 balls for 180 yards and 16 touchdowns. I think it will be someone who might have like three catches or, or even... 
five to six carries and just burst like a 60 yard run that can just change the game on top of the consistency you get out of Tyree Kill and Raheem Mostert. That's the difference maker you need on the road. Jalen Waddle, I think if he gets a touchdown, that'd be what three games with a touchdown and three, I mean, three even- games. You've been calling that. So let's see Jalen Waddle go out there and feast. But again, that's going to, to me, the biggest matchup on all of this, you know, is going to be how that Dolphins offensive line stacks up versus their defensive line. And then how our defensive line, as we'll talk about, matches up against their offensive line. Miami.